I see my name in shining lights. Yeah, a different city every night. Oh, I, I swear the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. And indeed, we're all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at ShalomKlein.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. So let's jump in. I'm super excited to be joined in our conversation with the one and only Nick McLean, founder and partner of Four Pillars Investors. And, you know, Nick, I've been thinking a lot about how we're having this conversation really the last few days in April 2022. Very, very strange that we're already so deep into the year. And uh, you and your team are very focused on helping business owners sort of do some course corrections. But I'd love to get to know the person behind the microphone. Nick McLean, welcome to the program. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, Sholem. Thank you very much for the, the opportunity. Uh, good, to, good to be here and happy to share some thoughts about you know, our business and, and why we take the, the approach that we, that we do. Um, you know, hit, hit, the, hit the nail right on the head. You know, certainly look to work with business owners, not always to, to course correct, so to speak, but really to think about you know, how we can take a, a good business and, and make it great uh, you know, through, through a lot of different methods. Absolutely, absolutely. And I know you have quite a background in operations, um, but you've actually had an emphasis on lean manufacturing strategy development and execution, as well as mergers and acquisitions, all very challenging areas. And I know um, I've read some things that you've posted online about a topic of servant leadership. We'll see if we cover all of those areas. But tell us about Four Pillars, where I know, again, you're a founder and partner. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's interesting you bring up the lean manufacturing, you know, during undergrad and, you know, during the first few years of my career, you know, I always thought that operations was really what drove the business. You know, having worked in a few operations positions, you know, it, it was definitely beneficial to the business. But, you know, when, when we be in the discussions with the management team and whatnot, you could see that the, the real driver was, you know, thinking about revenue, how stable it was not just not only how stable it was, but, you know, what levers you could pull to, to grow revenue. And, it, you know, our, our focus here at Four Pillars, you know, has, has it started off as a revenue growth focus, you know, because of those early experiences around, you know, operational efficiency being, you know, necessary, but not sufficient. Yeah, that's you know, super important. And I, I mean, I, I was looking at your portfolio of companies that I know you're currently involved in the investment stage and um, interesting, interesting areas. We'll, we'll see how deep we could get into. But, you know, as I mentioned when um, brought you in um, on the program, it's interesting having this conversation pretty much in May 2022. What are some of the metrics and things that business owners, entrepreneurs should be looking at to determine if a business goal should be adjusted or if a course correction is required? I would say the one of the biggest factors that a lot of business owners really fail to take into account how important it is, is customer concentration. 
So, you know, let me step back. You know, many business owners, they've done a great job at cultivating relationships with their with their customers, with their employees, really with with any stakeholder. And that's great. I mean, we 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 love a focus on on building relationships. However, when looking at customers, you know, that that presents unique risk because you know, what happens if the business owner wants to sell or or what happens if there's new uh, leadership at at the customer. There, there's really just a lot of different factors that are outside the business owner's control. You know, we, we definitely believe the business owner. I mean, we believe that they have a strong relationship with that customer and that that particular person or, or group of people, you know, isn't going to want to choose to go with uh, another company. But it's not always those people's choices. There are things that happen outside of our control. So, that that would probably be one one of my key takeaways is just that you know no matter how safe a customer relationship can feel, there are always things outside of our control that can cause that customer relationship to degrade over time or even to lose it altogether. There sure are. Again, I'm chatting with Nick McLean, founder and partner at Four Pillars Investors. Um, and uh, by the way, I love I love the the name of the company, so I want to stop there for a moment. Four pillars. What, in your mind, Nick, are the four pillars when it comes to? I'm assuming you're referring to business and entrepreneurship. Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's really it's it's really principles that we stand for. You know, whenever we whenever I was well, whenever we were were in the early stages of, of the company, we were thinking about a name, and one of the first names I I came up with was you know Midwest manufacturing acquisition company. I, I don't that, that wasn't it, but something like that. And whatever, <laughs> whatever the name was, whenever I would tell people it, I would be, you know, met with, with silence or, or crickets or, or whatever you want to say. So I realized pretty quickly that I need to go back to the drawing board. It, it, what, what I did is realize that we were, you know, as a, as a person, as, as a team, you know, very principle centered and thought that our name, the, the name of the company should reflect that. And so, you know, when we when we talk about you know what those four pillars are, you know, happy to, happy to to share those right now. Uh, the, the first one is relationships as a cornerstone for success. The second one is servant leadership. The third one is to challenge the status quo, and the fourth one is persistence. You know, all, all four of those are important. I'm, maybe I'll just spend a little bit of time talking about the, the first one, relationships as a cornerstone for success. You know, so often we talk to business owners that have talked to, you know, other private equity firms or, you know, other potential buyers. And, uh, you know, they just tell us, like, we don't really want to work with this person. Like, they don't, I don't think they care about the company. I don't think they care about our employees, et cetera, et cetera. You know, even before hearing that feedback, you know, we knew that, that the heart of any business deal that we do is going to be a solid relationship. And if we don't start off a transaction with a solid relationship, then we're probably not going to be interested in, in moving forward on that transaction. Absolutely. Again, I'm chatting with Nick McLean from uh, Four Pillars in, uh, Investors. Um, very, very helpful. You've just shared so much good advice right there. And, you know, using those four pillars, and I know, again, you've talked in the past publicly about your focus being on that servant leadership piece, not to say that the others are any less important. Um, you help both the companies that you invest in, as well as those that are investing, um, as well as just in general, providing subject matter expertise. So I want to pick your brain just a little bit deeper over here, Nick. I want to talk a little bit about um, that, that 
these sort of the steps that um, that as you evaluate your business for all those entrepreneurs that are tuning in, what are some of the things? What does a change look like at this point in the year? Now that we're approaching pretty much halfway into the calendar year, when somebody identifies a change that's required, what are the steps that then they should consider taking? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great question, and it, it, it's very situation-dependent. You know, I would, I would first say, though, that, you, you know, really go back to the basics and think about, you know, why that change is required. I mean, is the change required because people are telling you that's required? Is the change required because your customers are telling you that or, or some other reason? You know, I would just encourage the business owner to really take a step back you know, to, to, you know, think about the logical reasons for or against the change and, and to go through that process to make sure that there's 100% conviction in the change process. Because the you know, change process, I mean, the, the change process is not easy. Now, if we're talking about, you know, switching, switching you know, providers for some service that's not very important to your business, okay, you know, totally different. But if we're talking about changing culture, if we're talking about changing a component of the strategy, if we're talking about changing our, you know, how the company is is marketed to uh, to the to the broader world, you know, all those things are major. And if if the the conviction and commitment from the top is not there, you know, my my belief is that the change effort will, will ultimately fail. Absolutely. Very, very good advice right there. So we're coming to a conclusion in our conversation where I've certainly learned a lot, um, both about the companies that you invest in, those four pillars, as well as some great advice. And at this point in the year, what what uh, entrepreneurs and business owners should be looking at. And I know you've got a lot of information on your website. Um, and with that in mind, I want to make sure all of our listeners know where they can get in touch with you and your team. Um, Nick, can you share uh, website contact information? How can we get in touch with four pillars? Absolutely. Thank, thank you for that. So I, I would start going, just like you said, going to our website. The website address is fourpillarsinvestors.com, and four is spelled out, F-O-U-R. On the website, you will find contact information for myself and my partner, Thomas, and either one of us would be you know, more than happy to strike up a conversation about the topic of business, how to grow your business, you know, how to make sure that your uh, that your business is on the the right footing for uh, for a transition if if that's the stage that you're at. Fantastic, Nick. Really appreciate you taking the time to uh, share all that with us. Looking forward to uh, staying in touch and sharing more of your advice in the months ahead here on Get Down to Business. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week ahead. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. And we've got to squeeze in a quick break here on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. But remember, you can on my website, tellincline.com. That's where you can download podcasts from the past eight plus years of shows all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm back on the show, and I'm thrilled to be joined by a content marketing and SEO expert. He's going to teach us what SEO is all about. He's the founder of the Agency Guide. It's John Bertino. John, welcome to the program. Uh, thanks for having me. Really, really glad to be here. Absolutely. It's such a pleasure to have you. So I'd love to get to know the person behind the microphone. Can you introduce yourself for our listeners, please? Sure. My name is John Bertino. I'm the founder and CEO of a unique marketing consultancy out of Philadelphia called The Agency Guide. 
Well, it's a pleasure to have you, John, and uh, you have quite a background in the agency space where I know you've been consulting with clients on SEO and marketing campaigns. So I'd love to start by uh, introducing your story of how you got fascinated by this whole world of marketing and especially internet marketing where you are the subject matter experts. Why are you so passionate about it and what's your secret to success? Yeah, sure. So I think to start... um you know, as much as my roots and background in marketing or in SEO and search engine optimization, these days, uh, through my consultancy, we're consulting on a whole lot more than just search. Um, and so for for context for the listeners, TAG or the agency guide uh, is a unique consultancy that looks to essentially match make brands with marketing agencies that are an ideal and optimal fit for their specific needs. And so we're providing essentially pro bono or no cost consulting to brands on a regular basis to advise on marketing channel selection, um, you know, what reasonable investments and expectations in those channels looks like. And when we're aligned on those things, ultimately match make them with one of the 200 or so different agencies we represent. And so when you ask about what kind of makes me passionate and how I got into this in the first place, um, there's a legitimate vindication and um, a great feeling of success that comes with taking a business that's kind of struggling to find their ways through the different aspects of marketing and understand what's what and how to make sense of it all and what channels to choose and to be able to consult with them and advise them in a truly unbiased and objective way, which is something that I think most brands really struggle to find when they reach out to any specific marketer or marketing consultant you know, a lot of individuals have been burned or they're just inexperienced or they're too busy to take the time to find the right agency. And as a result, they're, they're getting a lot of unbiased, they're getting a lot of biased advice throughout the process and not necessarily investing in the channels that make the most sense for them. So as I said, we get a lot of pride and satisfaction out of what we're doing on a daily basis. Absolutely. And I, I know, John, one of the things that makes you stand out is also who you are as a person. Again, I'm chatting with John Bertino, the founder of the Agency Guide, also known as PAG, which is a collective of seasoned marketing executives determined to help your company source the best marketing team possible. And what I mean by that, John, is I know that you are super involved in community teaching and mentoring through numerous organizations that you're involved in um, in uh, Southern California, which I think is absolutely awesome. So I don't want you to give all of the secrets of the uh, trade over here, but what have you seen in businesses that do it really darn well when it comes to search engine optimization and when it comes to online marketing and that frankly are being successful versus companies that are just trying, but maybe not hitting the mark? Sure. I think, you know, specifically speaking to small businesses, right? Because when you're mid or large size and you've got, you know, lots of budget to work with, you know, it makes it obviously much easier to test different marketing channels and, you know, fail at things and then just try different channels. But when you're a small business, every dollar really counts, right? So what I, what I have seen for small businesses that are really getting it right is being really smart in particular about how they weight their investments across earned or uh, paid media, right? And so a quick, quick marketing history lesson, you know, back to the early days of, of, of marketing at university, they'll teach you that there's three major types of media, paid, earned, and owned. And so all, all marketing really can fall into these categories. So with owned media being everything that you, you know, own and manage directly, your website, your social media, what have you, Paid media being any 
aspect of marketing where you just pay for ad space or pay for visibility and earned media being the type of marketing that gets viewership and eyeballs that you that you earn through some type of third party typically. And so again, brands that are really getting it right have a good feel for this and they know that their owned media is only as good as their ability to drive traffic to it. So your website's only as productive and effective as your ability to actually drive people to it. And your options for driving people are basically paid and earned media, as I said earlier. And so really being able to think through the pros and cons of those two different aspects of marketing, paid and earned, and having a good grip on that, I find really helps steer overarching marketing strategy and overarching marketing investments. And so on the paid side of things, you know, you have the ability to get a lot of eyeballs very quick. You have the ability to do run a lot of co um, cohesive tests and detailed tests around what you're doing. But on the flip side, you're just an advertiser. You don't accumulate any trust. You don't build a moat around your business and your visibility is only rented. What's interesting is that earned media is the polar opposite of this in that earned media, you are able to build a lot of trust. You are able to build a moat, but you can't run a lot of controlled tests and you can't count on a quantifiable amount of eyeballs, visibility and ROI right out of the gate. And so when you really look and kind of study the juxtaposition of these two things and how they work in tandem and cross-reference it against your own media and its ability to convert traffic, therein lies kind of the secret, I would say, to small businesses maximizing their marketing investments. Well, that's fantastic. That's great advice right there. And again, I, I can now point to some of the examples that I've seen that are memorable, and I guess memorable being a key word, and that's what I know you're aiming for with all of your clients at the agency guide. But speaking of clients, um, I'd, I'd be curious to know uh, any success stories that you and your colleagues at the agency guide are most proud of, businesses that you've been able to make stand out and, as you say, bring clarity in a crowded marketing agency landscape. Yeah, sure. Thanks for asking that. You know, um, we've been doing this for eight years now, matchmaking brands with agencies. And through that process, we really have worked with all different sizes and to this day still do work with plenty of small business, bootstrap startups, as well as every once in a while coming across a truly enterprise, large, even uh, publicly traded company. And we've worked with everything in between. So, uh, you know, on the notable level, brands that people may have heard of, um, we've worked, we worked with Jenny Craig to help them source and find their marketing agency of choice. We worked with TGW, one of the largest e-commerce golf retailers that they were one of the first brands we worked with eight years ago. And to this day, they're still with that same agency. Um, we've worked with a, a billion dollar publicly traded circuit board company whose name I, I won't mention, but they're massive in the space. And then yet at the same time, as I said, even to this day, you know, I'm having calls with, um, you know, plumbers to uh, local attorneys. And, and as I said, everything in between, there's actually quite a few testimonials from brands people will recognize right on our Facebook page, which is uh, at uh, the agency guide eight or agency guide HQ, where you can see other testimonials and brands we've worked with. Well, awesome. Fantastic. And that's a perfect segue as we uh, start to come to the conclusion of our conversation over here. Of course, I would uh, be surprised if you didn't have a fantastic brand presence yourself online. And I no doubt all of our listeners are nodding their heads furiously, wanting to take down every single note from everything that you, John Bertino of the Agency Guide, has been sharing because this, I know, is information that's relevant to big businesses, small businesses, and everybody in between. So how can we get in touch with you and your fantastic team uh, to learn more and start, you know, making the best, making the most of the, our remaining uh, months in 2022. 
Sure. So you can find us online at theagencyguide.com and on social at agencyguidehq. And I'd say this to businesses out there that, you know, across the team of five consultants we have in-house, we're consulting on just about every area of marketing from SEO to true and deep branding engagements, uh, digital paid media, influencer marketing. And we have different consultants on our team that guide brands through that process. And they can speak intelligently and in depth about those different areas of marketing expertise. And that allows us to to better um, understand your specific needs and then connect you to one of the, as I said, vetted agencies we represent, of which right now is about 200. Powerful stuff right there from John Bertino, content marketing and SEO expert, the founder of the Agency Guide. And again, all around great guy who's doing some great things in the community. We're proud of all that you're doing. Can't wait to have you back on real soon. Again, your website, theagencyguide.com, theagencyguide.com. And frankly, if you Google it, I know everything is all over the web with some great advice and expertise. Um, we've got to squeeze in a quick break. Some headlines commercials here on the show, all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. You're listening to Get Down to Business. Get on my website. ShalomKlein.com. That's your good number of the past eight plus years. The show is all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. And check out our sponsors, Tom Mirabali from HealthPlanChicago.com. So quick break here and get down to business. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. Hey, welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. Check out our sponsors, Tom Mirabali from HealthPlanChicago.com. HealthPlanChicago.com, again, for all of your health insurance, affordable care act needs in 2022 and beyond. Speaking of beyond, do you want a new job this year? Well, I suspect that many people who are part of this, as we say, the great resignation, people are trying to consider how do you look for a new job of Effectively. You might have reached that point where you're not happy in your current field. Maybe you want to make a career change. Maybe you're in the right field, but you want to pursue a job opportunity outside of your current company in an effort to boost your pay. So no matter your motivation for wanting a new job, now is actually a really good time to be looking. The U.S. labor market has 10.6 million jobs to fill. There's plenty of opportunity to swap your existing role for a new one. That said, if you're going to seek a new job, it pays to do so efficiently. I want to share some five tips for pulling off an effective job search. First is start early on in the year. And yes, we are still early on in the year. We're only in February. So please start applying now. Hiring budgets tend to open up at this time of year. So if you get moving soon, you may find more companies have the flexibility to meet your salary requirements. And make sure your resume is up to date. This might seem obvious, but if you haven't looked for a job in quite some time, your resume probably is pretty outdated. And if so, probably won't serve you very well. Review your resume thoroughly. Make sure it's highlighting your most recent responsibilities, accomplishments, skills, or to put it in another way, if you're 10 years out of college, the fact that you've worked part-time at the bookstore during your studies is probably information that your resume no longer needs to highlight. So get it off. And I would recommend go to a resume writer. Uh, Chances are you are not the best in this line of work. And so you want to go to somebody, and there's many great resources that are available uh, that can help you, uh, including some free resources, by the way, at the library, perhaps, and some local organizations. So just Google resume assistance in your area, and you'll find it. Narrow down the position you're hoping to snag. This is a pet peeve for me and something I want to spend a minute talking about. Maybe you work in marketing and you're bored with your current role for a better job search. You need to figure out what you want your new job to entail. Don't seek out just a specific title. 
make a list of the things you want to spend your days doing. Maybe it's market research. Maybe it's collaborating with advertising agencies. Knowing what you want your next job to look like will help you narrow down your choices. So again, I want to reiterate, don't just look for the, uh, for, for the general salary that you're looking for. Don't just look for a job title, but really take the time to do some soul searching and figure out who you are, who you are and what your dream job looks like. That'll make it easier to target, be specific with your resume and with your career search. And speaking of your career search, again, we mentioned salary a moment ago. You may want to snag a specific salary from a new job, one that allows you to easily manage your bills while giving you money left over to put in savings. It'll help to set an income goal so you know not to waste your time with lower paying jobs. That said, keep total compensation in mind when searching for jobs. It may be that specific opportunity arises that falls maybe $2,000 short of your target salary. But maybe, maybe the workplace benefits, they think free health insurance, might be more than enough to make up for that. So think about the full package and all of the benefits and all of the details that are involved when you are considering that, uh, that income goal and that salary that you're searching for. And now my favorite one, networking. Network as aggressively as possible. For every online job application that you submit, you can bet that there are numerous other candidates doing the exact same thing. To give yourself an edge, try networking your way into a new role. You might not know what that means. So let me explain. There's a company you want to work for. Reach out to your contacts on social media or sites like LinkedIn. Aim to get connected to a current employee who can potentially put your resume in front of a hiring manager. Similarly, putting the word out that you're seeking a new job could prompt people in your network to inform you of different opportunities. This could spare you countless hours of searching for jobs online. While looking for jobs can be time-consuming and challenging, now's a good time to be doing it based on the number of positions available. Use these tips to make the process of finding a job easier. With any luck, you'll soon be on your way to a great offer and a better job. So to reiterate, again, there's a couple of things that you could be doing to make sure that you're looking for a job in 2022 where the sky is the limit. So many opportunities are available. The first would be, again, start early. Just because you're thinking, oh, I don't need a new job until June or July, now is the time to start your job search. And how do you start the job search? Make sure your resume is up to date. Make sure you don't have that job from your college years on your resume, on that portfolio. Narrow down the position that you're hoping to snag and make sure that you're looking not just at the job title, but also at the full package of what are the things that you are hoping to do? What are you good at? What do you perhaps not like about the job that you're in? Set an income goal. Do research on what your salary range should be based on your education. Network as aggressively as possible. As we just said, there's so many opportunities through using LinkedIn and so on. And I'll add one over here. And that is definitely, again, making sure that you've got, uh, that, that you're uh, getting involved in as many organizations as possible to make sure that you are paying it forward, not just looking for the jobs yourself, but also helping others as well. These are all things that will help you in your job search in 2022 and beyond. So I hope you find this helpful. Get on my website, shalomkline.com. That's where you can download podcasts from the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And I uh, post all these tips on the website as well. So be sure to share it with a friend as well. Got to squeeze in a very quick break. When we return, I'll chat with marketing expert, Jim Rowe. Um, we'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. 
Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. What amazing conversations we've been having this week. Um, and I should add that you could always download podcasts from the show from my website, shalomkline.com, or check out your favorite podcast app and just search for Get Down to Business because we are right there. But speaking of searching, you will definitely want to search for Haven's Kitchen. And that's where Allison Kane is the founder and CEO of Allison, I love food. I love business. You combine all of the favorite things in my life. Allison Kane, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. I love food and business, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So Haven's Kitchen, I know you're located in New York City, founded in 2012. And um, I should add that one more thing that I love, too, is uh, is education. And you are all about education, business, and food. So lots of good stuff right there. Allison, I'd love to get to know the person behind the microphone. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you came to become the founder and CEO of this fantastic enterprise. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, thanks again for having me. I'm Allison Kane. I'm the founder of Haven's Kitchen. We actually started in 2012 as a cooking school um, in New York City, And in 2018, launched a line of fresh sauces in grocery stores. We started in 14 Whole Foods in New York, and now we're in about 2,000 stores across the country, including Target and Sprouts and Albertsons. Um, We ended up closing the cooking school in in COVID, um, and, you know, the sauces have just grown exponentially over the last couple of years. So we've really leaned in and and focused on the, the packaged goods piece of the business. So um, I I really wanted to teach people how to cook. Cooking is, as far as I'm concerned, the, you know, single most important thing a consumer can do for their body, their family, the environment. Um, And so, you know, it it sort of moved out of teaching cooking in a physical space to really giving people the tools and the skills through our product and through, you know, our digital presence. Absolutely. So, Allison, ordinarily I get to sort of the fun, lighthearted stuff uh, at the end of the conversation, but actually for you it's not lighthearted. And for you, I think this might be the most important question, but Allison, do you have a favorite food and favorite cuisine? Let's start there and we'll work uh, work our way into some of the business stuff too. Oh, gosh. I mean, I could talk about food forever. I mean, I actually opened my cooking school after completing a master's degree in what's called food studies, which is a combination of anthropology, food policy, um, you know, culinary arts. And um, it, it all started for me because of how much I love cooking and food and the way that, you know, I find it miraculous that somebody at some point figured out that if you mix wheat and water, it, it, it makes bread. You know, it's it's kind of all really miraculous to me. Um, in terms of my favorite food, I would never kick a roast chicken out of bed. It's like my favorite thing to eat, and um, it's kind of a no-fail for me. I also really love um, the cuisine of South India. It uses a lot of fresh curry leaf, which is sort of, I think, the aroma of heaven, if heaven had an aroma mustard seeds, um, you know, lots of sort of really good fresh vegetables. It's, um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful cuisine that is really aromatic and, and light and delicious. So I'd have to say that's, that's my favorite. Absolutely. I'm Shane with Allison, Kane, the founder and CEO of Haven's Kitchen, located in New York City, founded in 2012. 
Um, and again, as we said, uh, combining all sorts of great things, business, education, and food in uh, into uh, all in one. And uh, Allison, your passion is coming across loud and clear off these airwaves. Um, your creative cooking company now offers six globally inspired sauces. I love sauces. Everybody makes fun of me, yeah. and I know that they're available all over the place. Let's talk about some of the things that are available. Six beautiful colors uh, of sauces that are available yeah. um, to uh, to decorate and uh, to to ooze all over our taste buds. Can you tell us <laughs> what those six sauces are? Yeah, I mean, you know, just to give it a little context, you know, we were teaching cooking um, for eight years in a, you know, a carriage house in New York City. And a lot of our students were subscribing and very quickly unsubscribing from meal kits because um, they weren't really getting what they needed. They didn't feel more confident cooking. They didn't love the meals they were creating. It was a ton of packaging. But they kept telling me that they were saving the little sauces. You know, because this was now, you know, 2017, 2018, your options for, you know, putting a sauce on a piece of steak or some tofu were pretty limited, very, you know, shelf stable, boiled beyond recognition. You didn't have a lot of optionality in terms of like the flavor profiles. So we were at the school teaching things like chimichurri, which is, you know, a Uruguayan herbal, you know, herby steak sauce or romesco, which is sort of a you know, a Spanish version of ketchup with lots of roasted peppers and garlic and tahini, you know, that's a Middle Eastern sort of classic ground sesame seeds and lemon and garlic. And we were teaching these things to our students and they just said, can you just package these? Because they take time and um, effort and lots of ingredients, but they are definitely the thing that makes the chicken or the salmon or the cauliflower special you know, when we cook it. Um, so we did. And, and, and that's, you know, those are three of our flavors. We have a coconut cashew that has all the flavors of really good Thai food. We have a gingery miso that sort of taps into the Japanese miso and ginger combination. Um, we even have a tangy barbecue that, you know, has tamarind and is sweetened with plums and dates, zero sugar mm -hmm. added. Um, so we're really proud of our flavors. Awesome. You should be proud. These are all amazing stuff, and I know that they're all avail available on havenskitchen.com. Um, we've got to squeeze in a quick break, but I want to shift and transition over to the business side of things when we return. Get I'm chatting with the founder and CEO of Haven's Kitchen out of New York City, but available all around the world. Don't touch the bell because more with Allison Kane when we return. In just a moment, I'll get done to business. Get done business to show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We're talking about all of my favorite things. I'm chatting with the founder and CEO of Haven's Kitchen. Um, we've been chatting about the six sauces um, from this New York City-based sauce brand. Um, but Allison, as I mentioned just before the break, you are an entrepreneur. You are founder and CEO of a growing global company. Tell us, uh, you know, as you've been through this experience over the past uh, 10 years or so, congratulations on that anniversary, by the way, um, what's some of the most surprising things that you've discovered that perhaps you can share with our fellow entrepreneurs that might be tuning in to maybe help them avoid some of the speed bumps and hurdles along the way? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I would say that the, the biggest thing I've sort of taken away from all of this is that anyone who says that they know what they're doing is either totally full of it or um, completely clueless. You know, there is there is no single path 
there are a couple of fundamental like physics laws of businesses and, and running a business, but you know, everything is changing so fast. Consumer behavior changes so quickly. The environment changes, your category changes, um, you know, how to reach consumers, what they're looking for, you know, all of it's so, so, you know, quickly moving that, um, there's no kind of like, now I got it. You know, there's no, now I, now I, now I know how to do this thing. Um, and so you just have to be flexible and you have to keep learning and you have to keep curious and you have to trust your gut. You have to surround yourself with people who um, have expertise where you don't. You know, you have to build a team that is dedicated to a vision that you have to really, really understand. You have to know who you are serving and why and why what you're bringing to people is different from what other people are bringing to people. Because whatever you're building from scratch, it's hard. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, good advice right there. Certainly, uh, again, coming from a company that's growing rapidly. And uh, on that note of yeah. growth, I mean, you've accomplished a lot in uh, the past 10 years, um, helping uh, educate folks on cooking, making cooking fun, easy, and a safe space for those learning or simply expressing themselves. And that's not my line. I know that's coming from, uh, from you and your company. So uh, it's a great mission. And uh, I know you're accomplishing that and making progress all the time. But uh, over the next 10 years, if we were to have this conversation in 2032, where are you hoping uh, to be Haven's Kitchen? Well, you know, when I opened the cooking school in 2012, I had no intention of starting, you know, a packaged good company that was going to be sold in Target and Whole Foods and, you know, all over the country. Um, so, you know, for me to predict where we're going to be in another 10 years, you know, I probably wouldn't even know what to even think about. But I will say that, you know, this company is scaling quickly. We want to be in every home across the country, just helping people cook with confidence, make it fun for them. Again, like you said, express themselves through food. You know, people aren't just worried about making dinner because of the cooking. They're worried about thinking about what to cook, going shopping, the cleanup. There's so many pieces of just the simple act of getting food on the table that gives people stress. Um, and our mission as a company, whether it's through our products or our videos, you know, we have thousands of followers on Pinterest and TikTok and YouTube, just teaching people how to hold a knife, you know, how, how to pick cookware. Um, so where we're going to be in 10 years, hopefully we will be in homes across America in the grocery store is a very beloved brand. I have no doubt that you will succeed in that mission, Allison. Um, we've got to wrap it up over here. How can people learn more about your brand and most importantly, purchase products? Yeah, I mean, for sure, you know, definitely come to havenskitchen.com. That is sort of the source of truth for us. You can definitely buy sauce um, directly from us. But if mm -hmm. you don't want to commit to four-pack, you can certainly use our store locator to find where we are in a store near you. We also, you know, have a awesome. really beautiful Pinterest following where people can watch videos and recipes, a YouTube channel, follow us on We're social. We're going to have to leave it there, AllisonHavensKitchen.com. Definitely check it out. That's a wrap for us on Get Down to Business. To success, let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560, The Answer.